Good morning, and welcome to Monday Mornings with Maddie and Morgan. I'm Maddie. And I'm Morgan. Woo! <laughs> welcome! Hi! Happy Monday, everybody. <laughs> yeah, happy Monday. You made it through another week, and now you're starting this week. <laughs> Sorry. Hope we can make a week better for you, though. <laughs> Gas this week. We believe in you. Yeah. Happy March. I think it's March when this comes out. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's March 1st. Amazing. Time flies. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I feel still... like February was like a blink. <laughs> it was. I'm literally still processing last March, so. <laughs> Happy late birthday to my mom. Yes. Happy late birthday. Our number oh, one cool. fan. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. How are you this week? I'm good. It's... Friday for us, so I'm excited about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to chill this weekend. <laughs> I feel like I've been running around all week, so it'll be nice to relax a little bit. Oh, yeah. Me and Elena are doing brunch on Monday, so nice. that's what I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> I haven't had brunch in so long. Yeah, we're doing takeout from Friendly Toast, and I think we might make mimosas if she doesn't have any meetings, so... <laughs> <laughs> Even if she does, eh, whatever. I'm excited for today's episode. I'm hoping I can keep it pretty succinct. There is yeah. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but before we even talk about today's topic, I want to talk about what happened on Sunday. Yes. Because I think a lot of our listeners would probably be interested if they haven't heard about this already. 100%. I'm going to read right from the article because that was the best thing I could find. Go for it. So this is from Global News Canada, and the title is Pilot Reports Unknown Flying Object in Airline Audio of Close Encounter. Yes. An unidentified flying object reportedly whizzed past an American, American Airlines passenger flight over New Mexico in a close encounter captured in a radio transmission from the pilot. The incident happened around 1 p.m. local time on Sunday while American Airlines Flight 2292 was en route from Hebron, Kentucky to Phoenix, Arizona. A 15-second audio clip captures the pilot's excited voice as he tries to make sense of something he spotted above the clouds during flight. (laughs) Do you have any targets up here? He said over the radio. We just had something go over the top of us that, I hate to say this, looked like a long cylindrical object. The pilot described the object as a cruise missile type of thing that was moving really fast. And he adds that the object went right over the top of us. Steve Jobs, yeah. an airline radio enthusiast, because apparently that's a thing. <laughs> Same. <laughs> captured the audio chatter for his blog. American Airlines later confirmed that the audio was authentic and referred all further questions to the FBI. <laughs> And that's all that's really important. So. Same. <laughs> so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and the, I American did listen Airlines to the audio. Oh, yeah, you did? Yeah, it's crazy. We'll have to link this article in, like, show notes or something. Definitely. Because he is very excited. The guy oh gets... Oh, my gosh, it was so excited. cute. You can, like... He sounds like a little kid. He's like, he's like oh, uh-huh. <laughs> Also, the best part... Is this happened while they were flying over New Mexico? Yeah. So if you know know anything about Area 51 slash Roswell, New Mexico. 
Yeah, so definitely aliens. Always weird shit going on over there. I've been quite on, I've been kind of on an alien kick lately, so I was all <gasps> excited. I texted you, like, as soon as I found, I heard about this. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, we have to do an alien abduction sometime soon, because I oh, literally already have notes for them, so. <laughs> yep, I already have a couple, like, I want to, the Men in Black is kind of part of my story today, but I want to go into more detail on them. <sighs> I'm so excited. What are we talking about this week, Morgan? This week we're talking about Mothman. Yes. It's our first uh, cryptid. I'm so excited for this first cryptid. I told a few people that we were covering a cryptid this week and they got really excited. So, hey. <laughs> Well, not we. This is a Morgan episode and I'm so excited to just learn because I know a little bit, but not a ton. So... Yeah, so this this was way more complicated than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> it goes deep, like deep, deep, deep. All right, let's get into it. Okie dokie. All right, everyone. This week, I'm super excited to be covering our very first cryptid. Yes. For those of you that don't know, a cryptid is defined by our good pals, Merriam and Webster. <laughs> An animal that has claimed to has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. Yeah. There's some argument over whether or not Mothman is actually a cryptid or some sort of supernatural figure, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Before like last week when you were doing some research for this episode, you had texted me and asked me what my favorite cryptid was. Yeah. And I honestly couldn't like think for a minute because there's so many different things that I couldn't tell if it was a supernatural figure or a cryptid because I was like black eyed right. children <laughs> yeah they're hard same with men in black because that's not it's like a paranormal thing kind of but yeah not actually like a cryptid because it's not really an an animal I guess it's more falls under like the extraterrestrial category spooky but. beings yeah, <laughs> they're spooky beings. <laughs> Do you want to tell the people what your favorite cryptid is? Um, so of the ones that I know enough about, I think my favorite cryptid, not to be like pretty boring, has to be Bigfoot. Hey, your because... favorite's your favorite. Whatever, man. Well, right? I mean, it's nothing like crazy fun, but I mean, I just really want him to like cuddle me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Like Go camping old. and just a nice big hug from Bigfoot. He brings you like a cup of hot chocolate. You guys go fishing together. That's all I want. I feel like our trip to Oregon really made me appreciate Bigfoot more. Yeah. <laughs> they love Bigfoot over there. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> but all right. So in a sweeping generalization. Mothman is a dark winged creature with round, large, reflective eyeballs that was reported from eyewitnesses over 100 times between November 1966 and December 1967 in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and the surrounding areas. It has also been connected to a 200-year-old curse attributed to the Shawnee Chief Cornstalk who led the Native Americans at the Battle Point of Pleasant at the Battle <laughs> the Battle of Point Pleasant, typo, 
My words were mixed up. <laughs> I had it as battle point of pleasant. <laughs> and he was later murdered. Oh. Yeah, bummer. Mothman is said to be an omen of bad things to come and has been tied to the men in black and a variety of UFOs and extraterrestrial activity. There are tons of stories out there, but obviously I can't get into all of them. We would be here forever. <laughs> but we'll definitely go through the highlights. And that being said, the Astonishing Legends podcast has an incredible five-part episode on Mothman. And it literally goes into every single teeny tiny detail. So if any of you have listened to Astonishing Legends, that's kind of their thing is they go like like deep, deep into everything. They do an amazing job, but it does total about eight hours of podcast. So if you're that interested, go for it. <laughs> But I will not be doing eight (laughs) hours of podcasts today. (laughs) Shout out. That's major commitment, guys. Yeah, I did learn today, though, that they have, like, a team of scientists that does their research for them. So. (laughs) Oh, okay. And we just have us. (laughs) And full not just 20-something girls who have other things going on. (laughs) Are working women. (laughs) But... Yeah, so there's tons of resources out there. I'll include a bunch of stuff on our sources document. Yes. Uh, did we mention the sources document last episode? I'm not sure if we mentioned that it's down, like it's up and live, but it is okay, up so, and live. <laughs> yeah, our sources document is up and live with all, all of our sources from every episode. It's cumulative, so. Everything's yeah. there, and we also included links to additional information. So I'll have a bunch of stuff on there from this episode as well. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, so cool. we can't really talk about Mothman without talking about John Keel. Do you know who John Keel is? Nope. John <laughs> Keel was an American journalist and super influential UFO or UFOlogist. Oh who is best known as the author of The Mothman Prophecies, as well as 19 other books, all related to UFOs, cryptids, and related topics. Hmm. In 1967, Keel popularized the term Men in Black in an article for the magazine Saga, entitled UFO Agents of Terror, which I said before, we'll probably end up doing another episode that has something to do with Men in Black, whether or not we do a whole episode TBD, but like a lot of the stuff that I read went really deep into Men in Black but it so there are ties with Mothman but Mm -hmm. not direct ties so I didn't feel like I should go too far into it because (laughs) kind of (laughs) the time (laughs) but like Astonishing Legends has like a solid hour about Men in Black so go listen to them (laughs) I definitely need to learn more about them at some point but yeah they basically remind me of, so they're tied to aliens, obviously, mm-hmm. but they remind me in my head of, like, the the dads of the Black Eyed Kids. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like yeah. they're probably the adults that come at the end. Of- it's, like, the same concept, but they're yeah. a little bit different, yeah. But anyway, that's a story for another day. Yes, black-eyed children also, we really need to cover because they're crazy pants. Oh my gosh, I keep hearing stories about them. 
Yeah, for anybody who doesn't know what Black Eyed Children are, um, definitely go check out Morbid recently did an episode on Black Eyed Children with, um, oh my god, I forgot his name, a a pretty famous TikToker who I really like, but um, definitely check out stuff like that because it's crazy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I tend to be... So I tend to be a skeptic, and I don't really want to be a skeptic. It's just how I am. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I wish I wasn't, but Black Eyed Kids is one of those things that really freaks me out. (laughs) But Black Eyed Children, basically, like, all of the stories are so, like, different, but also very similar that, like, I feel like it's slightly more believable than random alien abductions and stuff. It also just really reinforces me never opening my door for anybody I don't know. Oh, yeah, so. I'm not letting anybody into my house. I don't care if you're a child. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> uh, Mothman Prophecies was written in 1975, and it's partially responsible for creating the hype around the legend of Mothman and bringing it into popularity. So, let me tell you. I listened to about a third of the Mothman prophecies on audiobook. Don't get me wrong, it's really good and I it reads pretty much exactly how you would expect it to. Mm-hmm. But the audiobook is nine and a half hours long with a very soothing narrator. <laughs> so it made me want to go to sleep. I actually think I'd really enjoy it if I read it in a hard copy, but yeah. I was I was listening to it at work, so <laughs> I couldn't read it. <laughs> and I was running short on time. So Definitely recommend because that is like fully <laughs> like the whole story is there. Oh, oh yeah. I do also have <laughs> this review of the audiobook that I stumbled across that really cracked me up. So I'm gonna read it to you. It was a five-star review from Audible of the Mothman Prophecies audiobook. A word to the wise. If you're looking for a novelization of the Richard Gere movie, you might want to think twice before ordering this book. John A. Keel's The Mothman Prophecies is not a novel, nor is it fiction. It is the sober account of a professional journalist who also happens to be a paranormal researcher. As such, it is one of the best books of its genre. By way of the mysterious figure of the Mothman who haunted Point Pleasant, West Virginia, in the late 1960s, Keel puts forth his grand unified theory of all things paranormal, which connects such seemingly diverse phenomena as ghosts, fairies, UFOs, men in black, Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, Mothman, angels, demons, and even the shadow. The Pulp pulp Magazine (laughs) Crime Buster. Keen. Keel, oh my god, I can't speak. It's hard to read, honestly. I can't read out loud. (laughs) Engaging style lends credence to the strange goings on he collects and documents, and the conclusions that he draws not only ring true, but also linger long after the final page. As the Mothman mystery deepens and the author's life begins to imitate a David Lynch film, readers may want to turn... On a few extra lights, but they won't be able to turn off this book. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm pretty sure John Keel wrote that review. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, my God. 
I yep. love it. Super fan, apparently. <laughs> I just Very thought ominous. that was of note. <laughs> yeah. In 2002, the Mothman Prophecies movie came out featuring Richard Gere and Deborah Massing. I watched it the other day. Hmm. And I actually really enjoyed it. It was good. Oh. <laughs> compared to some of the other like cryptid-based movies that are out there, it was like... A movie that you would actually go back and watch, not like a haha, look at this cryptid movie. Ah, sweet. Pretty good, yeah. And it is said that it's pre- it sticks pretty true to the Mothman Prophecies book, which is also great. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. The first Mothman sightings occurred near the small town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, in 1966. On November 12th of that year, five men in the nearby town of Clenenden were digging a grave when they reported seeing a man-like shadowy figure fly over their heads from a nearby tree. Three days later, on November 15th, two young couples, Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Millette, told police that they were chased in their car by a black figure with a 10-foot wingspan and glowing red eyes. This also happened near Point Pleasant and by a former World War II munitions site called TNT Area, which is also a super fun site. Do you know what a super fun site is? A super what site? Super fun site. Oh, I thought you said super fun, and I was like, oh. (laughs) So, embarrassingly, as a person who graduated with a natural resources degree for a long time, I thought it was super fun. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, a super fun site is an area that has a really high concentration of toxin or chemicals, usually from like this, like a munitions site or a power plant or something along those lines. And basically, it's called a super fun site because the government delineates it as a place that needs more um, money put towards it to clean it up, basically. Gotcha. So it's not super fun. <laughs> Super fun. Gotcha. Super fun site. <laughs> but anyway. So I have a little clip from the Point Pleasant, West Virginia newspaper about this second encounter. There is a little bit of debate about the story that of the five men that were digging a grave at night for some reason. <laughs> but... One, five men is a little excessive. Two, why are you digging this grave at night? That's Three, did you group kill someone? <laughs> was it a grave that was sanctioned? Were you <laughs> was in a it graveyard works? or? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> there is a little bit of drama because there's another story that says someone had an encounter on November 1st, but the majority of sources that I found said November 12th was the first encounter, so that's what I went with. Hmm. So now I'm going to do tell you about this little, or read you this little clipping from the newspaper. Quote, it was a bird or something. It definitely wasn't a flying saucer. Two Point Pleasant couples said they encountered a man-sized bird-like creature in the TNT area about midnight last night. Sheriff's deputies and city police went to the scene about 2 o'clock this morning but were unable to spot anything. 
but the two young men telling their story this morning were dead serious and asserted they hadn't been drinking. Steve Millette of 3305 Jackson Avenue and Roger Scarber, Scarberry of 802 30th Street described the thing as being about six or seven feet tall, having a wingspan of 10 feet and red eyes about two inches in diameter and six inches apart. So big. <laughs> so it was like a man with wings, Millette said. It wasn't anything you'd see on TV or in a monster movie. The men, the men and their wives were in Scarberry's car between 11.30 p.m. and midnight when they spotted the creature near the old power plant adjacent, adjacent to the old National Guard armory building. The creature was seen standing on three occasions and was described as being extremely fast. It flew about 100 miles an hour in flight, but it was, clum- but it was a clumsy runner. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Deputy Millard Halstead. Same, yeah. <laughs> Deputy Millard Halstead said he had seen dust in the vicinity of a coal field that could have been caused by the bird, he said. Uh, <laughs> I'm a hard guy to scare, Scarberry said, but last night I was definitely forgetting out of there. <laughs> they, did just, <laughs> they did just that, but the thing followed them. They said it was hovering the car, appar- apparently gliding, until they reached the National Guard Armory on Route 62. We went downtown, turned around, and went back, and it was there again, Millette said. It seemed to be waiting for us. He said the light gray-like creature then scurried through a field it had flown across the top of the car. It apparently is afraid of light, Millette reasoned, and maybe it thought it was scaring us off. The young men said that they saw the creature's eyes, which glowed red, only when their lights shined on it, and it seemed to want to get away from the lights. They said it looked like a man with wings, but that the head was not an outstanding characteristic. Both were slightly pale and tired from lack of sleep during the night following their harrowing experience. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they speculated that the thing was living in the vacant power plant, possibly in one of the huge boilers. There are pigeons in all the other buildings, Millette said, but not in that one. <laughs> That's important, apparently. (laughs) I love this story. (laughs) I know. (laughs) If I had seen it all by myself, I wouldn't have said anything, Scarberry commented. But there were four of us who saw it. They said it didn't resemble a bat in any way, but maybe what you would visualize as an angel. The last time they saw it, it was at the gate of the C.C. Lewis farm on Route 62. They heard a sound like wings flapping and they said the bird rose straight up like a helicopter. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) This doesn't have an explanation to it, Millette said. It was an animal, but nothing like I've ever seen. Are they going back to look for the creature? Yes, Millette said. This afternoon and again tonight. Today, Scarberry said, but tonight, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So I know that was a long article, but I figured it was 100% worth putting in. (laughs) Yes, especially because they insulted them for being tired and pale. Yeah. <laughs> Savage. Like, the, oh, okay. <laughs> but, yep, so that was the account of, I guess, the second encounter with Mothman. Interesting. Yep. So, at the time, Batman was a really popular TV show and comic series. And soon after the reports, news and newspapers came out ex- describing this dark figure. They coined the name Mothman, 
which is inspired by the comic book enemy of Batman called the Killer Moth. So to clarify, <laughs> I didn't find any accounts of Mothman that described him having anything to do with any sort of moth. So really he should be called something like bat, bird, humanoid, red-eyed man, but that's just me. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so <yeah>. bird person <laughs> and like if you look if you just google image mothman it's like, most of the artist renderings are just like a black blob with wings and red eyes <laughs> yeah looks nothing like a moth <laughs> no i was listening to something that called it half moth half man and i was like nope that's not right <laughs> <laughs> Did you even do any research? <laughs> More like a crow with a person. Maybe yeah. a crow yeah. boy. <laughs> crow boy. <laughs> Bad bird, humanoid, red-eyed man. <laughs> but yeah, it is said that those who encounter Mothman experience an almost trance or like hypnosis. Accompanied by an intense feeling of dread or fear, which I totally get because you yeah, know, <laughs> I feel that some days, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Plus, I don't, I don't even know how I would react, <laughs> if yeah, I something like this. <laughs> I, I just go to bed, I'm like, sorry, I can't right now, <laughs> I can't do this right now, <laughs> I have other things to do. <laughs> So now I have a few stories for you. Like I said, there are so many of them, but I only picked two more because I told you that the first. Really quick before you tell these stories. Yeah. Do you talk at all about Mothman Festival? Yeah. Okay, cool. Don't worry. I just wanted to know. (laughs) Yep. At the end, I have a bunch of fun facts about that. Yes. Yeah. All right. So. Newell Partridge, a resident of Salem, West Virginia, claimed that he saw strange patterns appearing on his television screen late one night, followed by weird sounds just outside of his house. Shining a flashlight toward the toward the direction of his house or towards the direction of the noise, Partridge supposedly witnessed two red eyes resembling bicycle reflectors looking back at him. Newell was a hunter, so he was super familiar with the eye shine of, like, the different animals living in his area. Mm-hmm. And this was unlike anything he had ever seen before. This story yeah. is pretty popular just because his dog got taken by Mothman. <gasps> I know. Mothman! That's not nice. Sad. <laughs> but... Ugh. Yeah, and the next day he went to look for his dog, and um, there was, like, weird... He found, like, weird signs of some sort of creature that had been there, so... No. I know. Not the puppy. I know. All I can picture when they... Everybody describes these eyeballs as bicycle reflectors. (laughs) All I can picture is, like... A black blob with like dinner plate sized red <laughs> things on its face. <laughs> oh, uh, I like. Well, I was just looked so ridiculous. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was just picturing the dog being taken, and I was thinking of that scene in um the proposal where Sandra Bullock is like 
trying to get the tiny dog back from like oh, the bald God. eagle or whatever. <laughs> this one was a uh, it was a German Shepherd. Oh, that's a, like big, a dog. big dog. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. You know, that was another thing about Mothman is that a lot most people described him as humanoid or like strictly as a bird. Some people de- described him as like a humanoid figure with wings, mm-hmm. but. Those people that described him as a bird said that, you know, birds are so light. <laughs> like, yeah. they have air bubbles in their bones, so they, I mean, they that's why they can fly, because they're so light. <laughs> but he was, like, <laughs> like thick. thick. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody that's encountered was like, I don't know how he even flew, because he looked too big and too heavy to fly. Oh, yeah. And it's also said that he flew like a helicopter <laughs> without yeah. the propeller, like straight up with not with like minimal flapping of the wings. Like his wings would have to be positioned really differently, wouldn't they? That's I don't know much about like flying, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> but. So the next story I'm going to tell you is the most famous story that isn't a Mothman encounter, but it's often attributed to Mothman. Because like I said before, Mothman was um, often seen as an omen of bad things. Yeah. So on December 15th, 1967, just after, just over a year after the first Mothman sighting, Traffic was bad on the Silver Bridge, originally built in 1928 to connect Point Pleasant, West Virginia to Galopolis, Ohio. The bridge is packed with cars. This placed a strain on the bridge, which had been built in a time when cars were lighter. The Model T had weighed just 1,500 pounds, a modest sum compared to the 1967 average for cars, which was 4,000 pounds. Mm. The bridge's engineers hadn't been particularly imaginative, nor had they been especially cautious while creating that structure. The bridge's design featured very little redundancy, meaning that if one part failed, there was almost nothing in place to prevent the other parts from failing as well. Because Mothman sightings had occurred over the previous year, it's widely believed that Mothman was a bad omen, resulting in the bridge collapse and the related casualties. Rude. Yeah, 46 people died and then two bodies were never found. Just sad. Oh, god. Yeah. So, coincidentally, Mothman sightings pretty much stopped right after the disaster. Ugh. Which is kind of why people attribute Mothman to being the omen that caused the bridge collapse. Yeah. And obviously, it was extremely traumatic for that area. 46 people died. Big sad. Big sad. When was this? It was 1967. Oh, okay. Yep. There are also many cases of people that experience Klieg conjunct conjunctivitis that's a hard word for me <laughs> conjunctivitis yeah or <laughs> i turn after their encounter with mothman and looking into his bright red eyes <laughs> yeah. this is the inflammation of the eye contracted from prolonged exposure to ultraviolet rays 
Oh. So Symptom? they weren't just getting their pillow farted on. They got pink eye from. <laughs> yeah, it was like legit exposure <laughs> to ultraviolet rays. Symptoms are redness and swelling of the eyes. And there's pictures online you can see where Ugh. people encountered Mothman and ended up with like a nasty conjunctivitis. That's so unfortunate. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Not only are you going to have nightmares forever about a giant bird man. Now you also have conjunctivitis. I know. Rude. Seriously. Like I mentioned before, I could read you a bunch more stories, but I'll spare you for now. (laughs) So now we're going to talk a little bit about Point Pleasant, West Virginia. In 2002, Point Pleasant, West Virginia was looking for ways to increase tourism in their little quiet town. So... They took advantage of their status as the alleged origin place of Mothman and created the first annual Mothman Festival. Yes. Which means that 2021 will be the first, will be the 20th year of the festival. <gasps> AKA if COVID's under control by September, we have to go. Yes. 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 Uh, <laughs> I got so excited when I saw that. I was like, oh my gosh. Unfortunately, they had to cancel it this past year. As expected, but the Mothman Museum and Research Center also opened in Point Pleasant down the road from the historic Low Hotel, which conveniently happens to be haunted as fuck. (laughs) But that's That's a story for another day. (laughs) The main theories to quote unquote explain Mothman sightings are one. The Sandhill Crane, which is like a giant crane that can be, it can occur in West Virginia. It's not super common. Yeah. A barred owl, which is not, it's like owl sized, not seven feet tall. Yeah. I do. The Sandhill Crane is large, but like I said before, Mothman was thick. (laughs) (laughs) Crane. (laughs) Yeah. I'll send you a picture and you can tell me if you think this is. What Mothman looks like. (laughs) Because I'm not on board with this theory. What's your theory? What do you think about Mothman? What he looks like? Like, do you think he exists? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. It's very hard to tell. I think that there's definitely some very big creepy thing. Oh, absolutely. But it's more of like a Bigfoot where it's like definitely keeps to himself, like lives in the woods alone type of situation. Mm-hmm. What do Mothman's legs look like? They're like built. <laughs> like, are they bird legs or are they people legs? They're people legs. Well, most of the things say they're people legs, which is why I was like, they can't be, it can't be a crane. Yeah. All right, it texted it to you. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so in my opinion, that's not what Mothman would look like. <laughs> His bird does not look like a man. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so it was either that guy, a barred owl, which you know what an owl looks like. Yep. Okay, owls do have creepy legs, though. Not gonna they lie. They do have creepy furry legs. It looks like they're wearing ruffle pants. 
Yes, it's so good. And, and the last theory, I'm sure there's more, but these are the three like main theories. And the last theory is that it was a person playing an elaborate prank. Which seems like a stretch because it was a year worth of sightings and there were over a hundred sightings within that year. But Yeah. So I don't really know how I feel. <laughs> I'm conflicted. Yeah. I mean, I think that this um Mothman that I just drew is definitely the actual version, so we're gonna have to post it. But oh, I'm not gonna do it. He's not going to have hands, so. Um. <laughs> Just a heads up, I can't draw hands. Okay. <laughs> we forgive you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I don't know. I feel conflicted because there were so many reports. And, like, so yeah. there were daytime reports, too. It wasn't just nighttime reports. Okay, so then it's definitely not that bird you sent me because that... Because you wouldn't be able to tell during the day. It's 100% a bird. <laughs> I don't know. We'll let you guys figure, like, decide what you want about Mothman. But yeah. I actually would like to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah. What your theory is. And finally, to wrap things up, I have a section that I named Weird Mothman Things That You Probably Don't Want to Know, but I'm going to tell you anyway because that's how podcasts work. Yes. So, Mothman erotic novels are a thing. Good. I'm glad. when I was looking for the Mothman Prophecies audiobook, I stumbled across these books at the bottom of the page. And I'll spare you the titles and any further details, but if that's something you're into, you can figure it out for yourself. But I was deeply disturbed when I discovered that. <laughs> oh my god, that is something that I'll probably read the titles and... When I'm bored one day, but... Should go to Audible, search Mothman, and scroll all the way to the bottom. You'll be shook. I will. And the other fun <laughs> fact I have is that there are hundreds of songs on Spotify about Mothman and or called Mothman. <laughs> she <laughs> sent me playlists of them. <laughs> if you have a desire to investigate this, I made a playlist of most of them. It ended up being almost 13 hours long. <laughs> yes. So if you feel drawn to listen to an obscene amount of Mothman-themed music, go for it. I'll put it in the show notes. Yes. <laughs> and I make no promises because I know that I didn't listen to the whole thing. I know for a fact that some of the songs are not in English. Mm. And I also know that it tends to be an eclectic mix of like folk music, death metal, and... Uh, like, I don't even know how to explain, like, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers style yeah. rock. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, have you seen the pictures of the Mothman statue? Yes, it's so creepy. His butt? I know. <laughs> Doesn't it have, like, the most, I, it's very, a uh, picture of it because... <laughs> I've heard that, like, the butt is, like, beautiful. So that statue is right outside of the museum. This statue is one of the most iconic things I've literally ever seen in my entire life. It's totally not how I would picture Mothman, but whatever. I like that he's ripped. Totally ripped. Like, like bodybuilder body. <laughs> and has, like, a really nice shiny butt. Oh, it's a picture of him with a uh, mask on his face. 
Oh, oh also, if you really want to see the statue, the Mothman Museum website has a live stream of the statue at 24 hours a day. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. These people got married in front of the Mothman statue. Oh, my gosh. So, listeners, <laughs> Maddie and I really want to go on a spooky road trip, and we absolutely have to add this to our list. Yes. Obviously, when it's safe for us to do so. I love that the statue's mouth is open. I know. It looks like it's smiling. <laughs> Which, like, just it like, ate a dog. It clearly is not a friendly creature. No, nah, he's <laughs> like, I'm just going to maunch you real quick. <laughs> it just cracks me up. I love it so much. Yep. Oh I think God. that's all I have. <laughs> I know. Like I said, I could go on and go on, but I wanted to keep it relatively basic because it goes, like I said, it goes pretty dang deep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez, I mean, some I of those... Something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely learned more about him and, like, the stories are, like, very interesting because it's not like, oh, I saw, like, a creature or an alien. It's like, I saw Mothman. It was a man-sized bird creature. <laughs> the ones that really freaked me out were the daytime sightings. Yeah. And also, from one of the daytime sightings, they said that his eyes, even though they were, like, reflectors, once he was seen in the daylight... They discovered that his eyes aren't reflective like that from eye shine at night. They're just like that. Ew. <laughs> and apparently they have some sort of ultraviolet shit going on because people get ultraviolet conjunctivitis from it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I like just, my brain is Mothman mush right now. <laughs> I just showed you a picture of my drawing of Mothman. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. Did you send it via text? I sent it on text, yeah. Can't wait. Oh my gosh, that is beautiful. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like a bald Bigfoot <laughs> with like a cloak on. <laughs> yeah, I tried to do wings and I made them into like a cloak by accident. So it's a mix of like a Jon Snow alien mixed with a Bob from Bob's Burgers. I love it. I'm going to draw one, too, and we can include both of them. Yes. <laughs> and everybody else, if you would love to draw oh Mothman, gosh, we would send love it to get me. your drawings. We will post um, them on our Instagram story if you, like, DM them to us or, like, share them because that would be so fun. Also, I shared a picture of one of our furry co-hosts today. Yes. And every Friday, we would love to see your pets. Yes. Send us... Them. Tag us in your pet pics and we'll repost them because they really just make us smile. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of our co-hosts is sleeping next to me today, which is surprising. Usually she's all up in my computer. Yeah, I haven't been disturbed once and normally I'm getting like head butted and stared mm -hmm. at through the glass door. And <laughs> Even faster dinner time i should be getting yelled at by now <laughs> no wow but anyway yeah so stay tuned next monday and every monday for new episodes you can find us on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you like to listen
We're on Instagram at Monday Mornings Pod, on Twitter at Monday Mornings P, and we have a Facebook page. If you have questions or topics or pictures of your pets <laughs> that you'd like to send us, <laughs> um, feel free to email us at mondaymorningspod at gmail.com. Or DM us. That too. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps us a lot. Tag yeah. us in your Instagram stories. Tell your friends. Send yeah. us your pet pics. Send us your Mothman artist renderings. Yes. <laughs> would love to see that. <laughs> Send us literally anything. It's entertaining and we love you all. <laughs> we don't want moths, though. No. I may, may be slightly afraid of moths. <laughs> They're not my favorite. <laughs> And as always, start your Monday mornings the right way with Maddie and Morgan. Bye. See you next week. Don't get eaten by Mothman. Watch for Mothman. <laughs>